Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello again. Okay, like I promised, I am doing a few extra episodes between now and the end of the year, just so I can hit my own goal that I set for how many episodes I wanted to do in this year of 2023, which is 40 episodes. So this day, said that strangely, this today is what I'm looking for. We are talking about how to create boundaries with marketing. So fall is a very common time. And you know, I love to scour around in Facebook groups and see what the photographers are complaining about. And I would say overstepping boundaries in fall is a huge issue because we can be in a scarcity mindset where we feel like we have to say yes to things that we don't want to, or clients become these sort of very pushy versions of themselves when there's a deadline in their own mind, generally for like a Christmas card or holiday card or whatever. Even if they've communicated to you that that's not really what they care about, there seems to be this strange sort of pushiness that arises that is not present at all for my winter, spring, and summer clients. So we're going to talk a little bit about how you can create educational boundaries. I'm sorry just create boundaries. Educational boundaries is actually a good term because that's what we're doing. We're educating clients on the best way to work with us. And I think that mindset shift alone can be really tricky for a lot of us because we're still in this area of our creative process where we feel that feeling of, I need to chase this client down. Um, and we'll talk about what we how we want to reframe it a little bit in this episode. So the reason I want to talk about it now, instead of talking about it in September, right at the beginning of the season that is the most demanding is because I want you to practice and I want you to have these in place and learn to rely on them before you hit that next fall of 2024. The goal would be that when you hit fall of 2024, you've already been relying on these boundaries. And so it's much easier for you to take a pushy client or someone that you know you don't want to work with and use your business practices and marketing to help them find a different path that does not involve your business. So going back to that word I said, educational. This is a really important concept that is missing in, I would say, like 80% of marketing that I see for family photographers. So educational content, and you've all seen these reels. A couple of them have gone pretty viral and they've not that I would, that I ever, ever want you to try to aim for virality, but I do think it's interesting to see what reels people really cling on to and educational reels that help clients see whether or not they're a fit within someone else's brand are really helpful. So these would be reels that talk about what type of clients or what type of client behavior or what expectations work best with that photographer's brand. So if you're a regular listener, then you already know that I really don't like this idea of an ideal client that gets pushed down our throats, especially as creative business owners, because what it does is it makes us chase 
It makes us think there's an ideal client out there and I need to somehow chase them down, which is very confusing. And if you try to write down who that ideal client is, it's this like enigma of a person that once you have all these stats about them, where they eat, what they drive, what they wear, what they whatever, you still don't really know where to find them. So it's not even helpful. What I like to do is switch the focus back to creating your ideal art. And the reason that's powerful is because it switches us into the mindset, especially when we're marketing, of attracting. If I have art that I love to create, it's much easier for me to just show you as much of that art as I can, educate you about how you can also get that art and draw you into my brand rather than trying to chase around uh, Stephanie who drives a Range Rover and has a Gucci purse because I honestly don't even know where to find her, Um, but I would much rather someone organically or through ads or through some other marketing push that I've created discover my brand and fall into the brand, not sideways. So when someone comes into my brand sideways, that can be like someone who thinks they need a photographer and so they email me without really consuming my work. These are these are the most undeal, unideal people that actually come into my brand and the idea of them coming in sideways is what I say. And always in the family photography industry, there's this push for referrals. And referrals are great, but just because somebody did a session with me doesn't necessarily mean that their friend is going to want the same outcome. So if what they fell in love with when they saw from their friend was really playful, snuggly, adventurous shoots, that person could be a great referral. If what they saw was a service provider because they need a photograph of their family for a Christmas card, then it's not a good referral. So I really like people to come into my brand through an educational pathway. So if I have those resources available, the person discovers my art for however they discover it, they come into the brand and they're able to quickly identify whether or not what they're actually looking for is something that I offer. So that's where this educational content comes in really handy. And I have an episode, it was early on in the podcast and it's all about educational content. So if you feel like you want more on this topic, then you can go back and listen to that episode as well. But if you think about this idea of, I'm trying to take a real world example. So let's say my marketing task to you was to create a reel that was the types of client behavior or the types of client that work best with your brand with a center around you creating your ideal art. So this would be like me saying a snuggly, playful family means that a family that is not snuggly and they exist, they're out there, I photograph them, they don't really touch each other and there's a lot of like stiffness, if they know that 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 is their family and they're not like a a, a family that's going to come up behind their kid and snuggle them and throw them up in the air and give them a ton of kisses, if that's what they see in my portfolio, they might be like, oh yeah, this this probably isn't what we need, right? That's good. I want that. And that's not to say that, you know, there aren't reasons across the spectrum of human behavior that someone wouldn't be like that and that they wouldn't be welcome in my brand. What I'm talking about is the person who wants a, we're all going to stand quietly in front of the camera and you make us look good. That that type of thing. I'm, I am trying to get those people to think, well, maybe she's not the best one for me. I'm trying to create this beautiful word, clarity. Clarity for me, and I'm trying to cl- create clarity for my potential client, and you can do that through marketing. 
So if you don't know, the reason clarity is so important is if you don't know where you're going or what you're doing in your photography business, then you won't do anything. You will just go to your laundry room and start folding laundry, which is exactly what I do when I have a new idea or I want to try something and then I get confused, overwhelmed, or scared. I just check out of the task and go do something else. If you feel that lack of clarity about your entire business as a whole and you don't know what you want to shoot and you don't know who you want to shoot and you have no idea what to do, then you actually are in a great place because that means you have complete freedom to just go shoot a bunch of stuff and figure out what it is that makes your creative heart sing. And then once you have that clarity, you could easily make that real. So if in your head you couldn't make the real, you couldn't make the real about like, if you're going to list three things that you would love for a client to know about your brand to work with you, if you can't make that yet, just shoot a bunch of stuff until you have that clarity. And then once you do, you have your education, your educational marketing pillars per se, right in front of you. So for me, I really like snuggly clients. I really like adventurous clients. I really like clients who will take my styling advice, not only because it's important for my editing, but also because I know it works well with my locations. So I have an opportunity with that clarity to then create educational content around what's best for me. So let's say that you know right off the bat something that drives you nuts. And I feel like people who have been around my brand on Instagram could easily know that one of the things that drives me nuts is grumpy dads. And I used to not talk about it. I used to just complain privately. I was just like with my photography friends or to myself in the car, just be ranting about grumpy dads. But then I was like, you know what, this is actually an education piece because it is really affecting my outcome. And I have, I'm very lucky in the way that I don't really have very very many unhappy clients. I had a super unhappy client this year, which was a real fun roller coaster. But besides that, I, I generally don't because I think I'm very clear. But on the artist side, the thing that frustrates me is trying desperately to bring a dad on board when we are at a beautiful location and the light is gorgeous and the thing that is missing is his involvement. Um, So I have just been creating a lot more content around that. And now I have moms who say things like this to me. I read my husband your caption about grumpy dad so he knows what you expect. Perfect. Even if he has to fake it, I'm fine with that. And I can be the bad guy. Sometimes I think that moms especially struggle because they're the ones that often want to do the photo shoot. They're already doing all the work for it. And just getting the husband to show up seems to be like the the bar. Um, and I want the bar to be show up and be present and be playful and be happy. And so how can I give mom tools to help dad Uh, become that way. Do I wish that the world wasn't like this? Yes, I do. And does it drive me crazy and make me really sad? Yes, but it's also a reality of my brand. I would rather say something and help my client around my own boundary. I'd rather help them step over my own boundary if it's one that they can step over and show up in a way that we we both can be operating at our best. They get the playful images that they fall in love with on my portfolio, and I'm able to produce those images because everyone who's at the shoot is participating. So if the boundary cannot be passed, if the dad is going to be grumpy, then literally do not bring that person. <laughs> like set him at home 
in front of a screen or leave him in the car because he's going to throw off the whole thing. And I actually say that in my fact page. I have a page, an info page on my website, and it says, what do I do if my husband doesn't want to be involved? And I'm like, just come anyway, just come anyway. It doesn't matter. So that is an example of a boundary in my business that is a tricky one. It's an emotional one, but it's one that I still really wanted to capture. So if you're trying to, let's say, move away from very, very like posed imagery, let's say that you've been stuck in the pose loop and you really want to get into a more playful lifestyle, whatever it is, like non-posed look, first of all, you have to stop posting that stuff because you don't want clients to see that in your brand and be like, oh yes, this is exactly what we want. I want me and Tom and the children to be in matching clothes, standing on our stoop, staring into the soul of this woman. If you don't want those people, stop showing those people. Like even if you have, even if you're low on content, it makes more sense. Like if you think about it from any other brand, if I was going to buy a shoe at your shoe store that you post on Instagram and then I showed up at your shoe store and you're like, oh yeah, we don't even make shoes like that. That's just really confusing. Why would you even put that up there? So no visuals are allowed that do not represent the type of work that you love to shoot. Because why? Why would you do it? So if you're looking for a task, end of year, beginning of the year, moving into the next year, comb through all of your stuff. I've said this in many episodes, comb through everything or even have a stranger do it or someone in your family and say, are there any of these shoots that look out of place or off or whatever, get some help, get some outside views to make sure that there's no visuals within your brand that could accidentally draw someone in who already oversteps the boundary. So if you're a chronic yes person, so let's say that you are constantly saying yes to shoots, especially in fall that you don't actually want to do, you can use marketing and or business processes to create those boundaries. So let's say you're starting in spring, you release your spring calendar with the two to three types of sessions that you love. They're priced where you need them to be priced to be profitable. They're taking places, they're taking place in locations that you love to shoot at the time of day when light is best. Okay. So the foundation of this potentially booked calendar has every little recipe, has every little, let me bring a full circle, ingredient of a recipe for a spring that you like. And then you have Susie come in sideways and say, hey, we want to do a spring shoot, but our baby falls asleep and we need the shoot at 2 p.m. on a beach. Well, if you have trouble saying no, you can just say, oh, here is what I'm offering for spring. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And you just stand confidently within that calendar that is up and released and available. Having that information out there is really helpful because then you can just keep pointing to it because there's no reason for you to get in any sort of like back and forth with Susie unless you have a friend and this could be a good idea for you as well, an industry friend who really doesn't mind shooting at 2 p.m. on the beach in May, then you can refer them over to that person. That could be the end of the conversation. But so many times I see people go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth about these policies that you don't need to budge on. There doesn't need to be any question about it. If they want what they see in your portfolio, these are the boundaries. So you can lean on what you already released and already said you were going to do and just say, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not doing anything this spring outside of this already pre-established profitable 
foundation framework that I know will work for my spring because then as a marketer, your only role and job is to fill those spots that you've already determined. That can really free up so much of our our, our brain space. And the way I love creating seasonable foundations and frameworks and then marketing those using what we know about how people consume advertising and sales. Okay, so you know I'm going to say it, but the other thing that can create boundaries is online booking. Because all of that stuff that I just talked about, that framework of how you want your spring to look can already be lined out completely in an online calendar. And like I always say, you must be consistently producing work before you can do online booking. Because someone has to say, fell in love with this shoot, I want to duplicate it, but have my family in the shot. That is the client's wish. That is their greatest hope and their biggest fear is that they won't get that. So if I post, you know, I'm doing these wildflower minis or wildflower sessions in spring and I post a picture, then the client that sees that falls in love with it and wants to book it basically wants their family to be the ones who are in that shot, right? So I can help them get that if I can consistently produce that work. If I can't do that yet and I need more clarity about a client, it's okay to in the beginning not do online booking. But the reason that online booking is so helpful is because it creates these boundaries. At this point in my job, if someone needed outside of a boundary of what's listed in my online booking, they would have to email me and be like, hey, I see that your June shoots up here in the Pacific Northwest start at 8 p.m. Is there any way we could shoot earlier than that? And first of all, that person's going to be fairly committed to do that, and a lot of people won't. Um, And so right away, that cuts down on the number of emails like that that I get. And if they're very, very, very committed to working with me, then usually in those emails, I'm able to convert those people over to why I start that time, start at that time and why it's never been an issue and blah, blah, blah. Or like I said, I have friends who are way less picky about start time and I can refer them out, but it's not my boundary that's being sacrificed, right? And so the same thing you can do within your marketing you can do within your personal life. So this is this is a common problem for creatives. We come up with an idea, we give it a, a little half try, it doesn't work, and we think, oh my gosh, I'm going to try something else. So part of this is the boundary that you can create to yourself that you're going to commit to trying this marketing of this season for this amount of time and keep leaning on that boundary within your yourself so that you don't distract yourself with new ideas. I have always thought that if I wasn't a photographer, I could be one of those people that's like a a person who just sits with other people and help them come up with business ideas. I love ideas. I love the newness of a project. I love launching and starting and the first couple months. That is very appealing to me. Where I am now in my business on the photography side is a little bit boring. It's very like... um, runs on its own, things book out. It's, there's enough, I have enough awareness around my brand that I don't have to put a ton of effort into marketing. I do definitely have to put effort in, but not how it was in the first year or two. So it's would be very easy for me to be like, 
I'm bored, it's too consistent, it's whatever, and try something new. But if you can create a boundary just for a season within your marketing and stick to it and say, just for this season, I'm only gonna talk about these two to three sessions, it creates so much clarity for you, it creates so much clarity for the client, and it creates so much clarity about what you need to do to actually market those sessions. So I hope that was helpful. And again, I wanted to talk about my um, group program that I have coming up. I think there's four spots left for it. I'm really excited about it. Someone had asked me more details on Instagram, so I'm going to go over quickly what it is. It's six weeks, so we'll do a group call in the first week, the third week, and the last week, and then in between those weeks are work weeks where we're just going to be working on creating what you need to do on the back end to market the types of sessions that you want to book out for 2024. So the goal is you leave the program with a marketing plan that you can just start implementing right away and recycling every single season. And I'll be looking at everyone's personal websites, Instagram, everything they have out there. I will be looking through it and giving personalized feedback. And so I know it's a little bit Uh, pricey. But the reason I set it at that is one, I want people to come in who are actually committed to doing the work. And it's so much one-on-one from me that I really feel like it's worth it. It's priced at the same as what it costs to spend one day one-on-one with me. And this is over the course of six weeks. So I can help you transform from maybe some confusion to clarity and maybe some lack of gumption to actually try these marketing techniques to helping you through some mindset stuff to actually have the courage to market the way that you want to. So I would love to see you in there. I will put the information in the show notes. And if you have any questions about it, um, shoot me an email or a DM on Instagram. I had someone say, what do I look like? I'd be the right fit for the program. And I look through and I definitely do. And I would tell you if you weren't, if you needed, if you were just too new or you had other things you needed to establish first. So, okay. I will see you guys next Tuesday.